Listen, entrepreneurship isn't for everyone. And I really don't mean that in a bad way because there are some people who are great at traditional nine to five jobs. They love it. That's their passion. That's their calling. But there are also people on the flip side that don't fit in the entrepreneurship bucket or the nine to five bucket like nannies. They're not your traditional entrepreneurs, but they're not your typical nine to fiver either. So when I say entrepreneurship isn't for everyone, it's not a you can't eat with this type of thing. It's a business is hard and you have to be built for this or grow the muscle type of thing. So how do you know if you're built for it? How do you know if entrepreneurship or owning a business is for you? I've been asked this question at least twice this week. And I was like, you know what? This is a sign. This is a sign that I need to do a podcast episode on it. So let's get into it. You're listening to the Busy Biz Podcast. And I'm your host, Alexis C. Richardson. I built my five-figure business right out of college and while working a nine-to-five job. After five years in corporate and three years of building my business, I bet on myself and quit my job. It's time to build the business of your dreams, and we're going to do it together. If you're ready to build the business while balancing a nine-to-five, turn up the volume and let's do the work. This week was a rare one because I got asked the same question multiple times. How do I know if entrepreneurship is for me? How do I know if I should get into the entrepreneurship game? I have a great idea, but I don't know if I'm built for full-time entrepreneurship. And I thought it was such a intelligent question. I thought it was a great question because I don't think a lot of people are asking themselves that. I know when I first got started in, you know, business and side hustle, entrepreneurship, whatever you want to call it. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't even know that that is what I was doing. I just knew I got some side money from consulting. I got some side money from doing these projects outside of my nine to five. And I never kind of had the opportunity to ask myself, or I guess I didn't start with that question before going into it. It was like, oh, here's an opportunity. I want to take it. So when I really look back at, you know, my experience and a lot of the conversations I've had with other business owners, I recognize that there is so much overlap in what we've experienced and what we know to be true that is necessary to get through this business ownership and this entrepreneur game. So the first thing that I would say is discover your why. And I don't mean like, oh, I'm doing this for my kids. I'm doing this so my kids can have a greater future. At the end of the day, I know this might sound crazy, but you can still do that in a nine to five. Maybe not a traditional corporate blue collar nine to five, but you can definitely do that in a nine to five depending on the situation. So when I say what is the why is are you doing this because you're called to do this? Is there is this your purpose or, you know, whatever type of word you want to use? Or are you doing this because you feel like it's quote unquote you know, the thing you're supposed to do, or it's the quote unquote right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you're not going to be able to last in this thing if you are doing it quote unquote, because it's the right thing to do. There are going to be days where you're tired. You've barely had any sleep. You're stressed out. You're doggone nearing burnout and you have a client deliverable that needs to be due at eight o'clock in the morning. And it is literally 12 midnight the night before. You know what I'm saying? So that, because it's the right thing to do, isn't going to be able to push you through all of those tough moments. So you really have to ask yourself, why am I pursuing this? Is it because it's the right thing? Or do I genuinely feel called that this is the right direction for me? And I really would like to add that you don't have to be an entrepreneur 
just to have streams of income. There's so many different ways that you can make money without being a quote unquote business owner or a quote unquote entrepreneur. And I don't want you to um, look at those words or hear those words and put put yourself in a box, right? I fully believe that everyone is supposed to have streams of income. Not everyone is supposed to be an entrepreneur or a business owner, but especially in today's times and what we're going through now, I think it's so important to have money and income coming from various um, places. And I'm actually going to talk about this next week. So put a pin in that and we will get to that next week. I would say the second thing, and mind you, none of these are like in order of importance or things you have to do. It's just five things that I know to be true are will help you determine if entrepreneurship or business ownership is for you. So the second thing that I would say is needed is hunger. And that might not be the best word for it, but I can't describe it in any other way. You have to have an inner hunger. Like if you don't go work for it, if you don't go kill it, you're not going to eat. You know what I'm saying? You have to have this inner drive in yourself that you're going to go get it because you are going to be your biggest cheerleader because it's going to be you pitching yourself. It's going to be you putting yourself out there. It's going to be you posting. It's going to be you doing the work. And this is before the team, right? Because most people don't start out with the team. So it's going to be you pushing and driving yourself to get up early in the morning, to go to those conferences, to go to those networking events, to do what you have to do to get the life that you want to live. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have a hunger inside of you. It's like, I don't care what it takes as long as it's legal and ethical, right? I always have to put that asterisk there because a right ain't ethical. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. You have to have an inner hunger in you to say, I don't care about the mistakes I'm going to make. I know I'm going to make them, but I know I'm going to get up from them. I, I was talking to my dad the other day. I can't even remember. I was talking to him. I was walking. I was like, I've learned in this game that the difference between those who are successful and those who are not are the people who are successful lasted longer. They kept getting up because the truth behind the matter is I don't care who it is, your favorite, whatever. All of us have failed on some type of level, right? All of us have failed on some type of level. The only company that I still, for the life of me, have have cannot find one failure is Pixar. Maybe they're hidden and maybe they're like deep secrets, but that company, my oh my, if you want to do a good case study, that is an amazing case study to do because they have had win after win after win when it comes to movies. But I digress. The third thing that I would say that you need to have is self discipline. Oh my God. Like this is something I'm constantly trying to build even in myself because you are the one that is getting up out the bed. You know what I'm saying? Like when that alarm clock hits, when you're going to your traditional nine to five, you're like, you know what? I don't feel like going, but you know what? I'm I'm going because I want to get my check, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go because I know if I don't go, there's going to be some issues. But when you're working for yourself, when you're the boss, there is no one to check you if you do not get up out the bed and get to work. The buck stops with you. So you have to be self-disciplined in your time management, your project management. And even if you don't inherently have those skills, right? If that is not a muscle you automatically have, it's not something that you've developed over time. You have to have the wherewithal to go out and figure out how you're going to get those skills. And so that kind of bleeds into the fourth thing that you need, which is an awareness of yourself. Like, what are you good at? What do you like doing? What do you not like doing? What do you need to hire out? Because you don't need to touch it with the 10 foot pole. 
You know what I'm saying? Are you heart centered? So do you need someone you're working with who's the opposite so that you're balanced out? Because you can't be too much heart centered when it comes to business because everybody ain't the nicest. You know what I'm saying? So you really have to know what your lane and your zone of genius is, right? Knowing your strengths and weaknesses is going to be humbling. There's no way around it. It is a humbling experience to know what you're weak at. But baby, baby, it can save you years of stagnation. It can even save you thousands of dollars in money. Maybe even more, actually. But this is so doggone important that especially when you are hiring and you're building out your team and you're trying to figure it out, because at the end of the day, continuity of services right? You have to make sure that if someone quits, you know if this is a strength or weakness. So you know who's the next person who's going to fill it. Is it you or is it the second, you know, another contractor, right? It all goes back to understanding and knowing what your strengths and weaknesses are. And a good way to kind of like determine this is a SWOT analysis. Do a SWOT analysis on yourself. Figure out and do like catalog all of the um, software that you know, all the tools that you know. You will be surprised by how much you know if you just write it down. And the fifth thing that I would say that you need to know to determine if entrepreneurship is for you is in order to be an entrepreneur, you have to have a decent sacrifice threshold. Now, I don't know if that makes sense saying it, but there is a lot of emotional sacrifice. There's a lot of time sacrifice. There's a lot of relational sacrifice that is connected to building your business, especially in those first couple of years. You're going to be doing a lot of things that aren't comfortable and that aren't natural to you in order to live the life that you want. In order to have the business that you want, you're going to make sacrifice. And I know that I've beaten this like I don't even know how many times in previous episodes, but no what your threshold of sacrifice is. Know what you're willing to sacrifice because at the end of the day, if you're not willing to sacrifice, there's not even like a number. There's not even really a um, set. Like these are all of the things you're going to have to sacrifice because everyone's journey to business ownership is different. But trust and believe you're going to be sacrificing a lot. There are times where there are certain friendships that got put on the back burner. There are times where I had to say no to certain things I couldn't go. There are times where I probably did it. I neglected a lot of relationships because I knew that I had to get the work done, that no one else was going to do the work, especially in the beginning, but me, because I was by myself, by myself in this business. Now, yeah, did I have friends? Did I have, um, you know, people that were entrepreneur friends and associates and accountability partners? Yes. But at the end of the day, it was me doing the work. So you have to know and have a real conversation with yourself and say, What am I willing to sacrifice? And if you are especially someone who's working a nine to five or you're a full time mom or you even just have another full time commitment, no one understand that sleep got to be on that list. There were so many days that I did not get a full six, seven, eight hours of sleep, shoot, five hours of sleep, you know, because you're doing both. There's just got to be some give and take. So understand and know that your threshold of sacrifice gonna have to be high. It's going to have to be high, especially if you're doing it by yourself. And as I sit here and think about it and talk through it, I'm going to add a couple more to the list. I would say number six is you have to have financial control. Let me explain this. So if you know that you are not good with debt management, 
money, savings, just really just financial anything. You should probably take a financial literacy or some type of course around that because when it comes to your business, there are a lot of things, services, tools, and courses and experiences that look so shiny. And I myself have made mistakes in purchases. Trust and believe I've made several throughout the past couple of years that I've been in this thing. And it is very convincing and it looks so good and you think that it's going to be so helpful. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't financially make sense, should you be doing it? And do you have enough self-discipline like we were talking about to say no? Because there is so much power in no. That is another conversation for another time. But yes, you really have to have some type of budgeting and financial skills because I know so many business owners who are in unnecessary debt. Now, because I will say it does take startup money to certain businesses. So you aren't going to automatically be able to pop up a service and then offer it and not cost you anything for certain businesses. It really depends on the business. But I really, really, really suggest getting a strong foundation or a decent foundation in money or hiring an accountant, hiring a bookkeeper, someone to keep you accountable financially, because in these business streets, it is easy to put it on a credit card and rack up that debt. I have seen people who I have seen people in tens and hundred thousands of dollars in debt for their business. And I ain't trying to tell you what to do with your money, but, and however, that's a lot of debt for a business, especially if you also have personal debt. I'm just saying, but those are my top six. I'm not going to add no more. I can talk about this all day, but I ain't going to do that to you. But seriously, I know and understand that this entrepreneurship and business game ain't for everybody and really evaluate all six of those areas and see like, do I have this? Is this a skill that I have? Is this inherent to me? Why am I actually going into this? Is this the trend? Is this the quote unquote right thing to do? Do I see someone having a laptop lifestyle on Instagram that really is fake, but we're not going to get into that. But I really, really challenge you. I challenge you to evaluate each of these areas of your life and say, is entrepreneurship for me? Like what she's talking about is team too much. And I don't know if I'm willing to do that. That is okay. Don't let anyone shame you into thinking that a nine to five ain't good. Don't let anybody shame you into thinking whatever path that you take that is outside of business ownership isn't good. Now, I do believe in multiple streams of income, but you don't have to be a business owner in order to do that. But I genuinely hope that this was helpful for you. I hope this helps you determine if entrepreneurship is for you or if it isn't for you. For more information about today's episode, you can head over to thebusybiz.com slash episode 36. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, leave a review, rate, comment, like, and share the podcast. It's time to build the business of your dreams. Let's get to work. (laughs) 